Welcome back, dream builders, to the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. Today, my guest is another incredible person. Today, I have for you Ella Isakov, who is a medical intuitive and quantum energy healer. Through yoga energy work and intuitive guidance, she guides people home to their inner knowing, truth, and power. She believes anything is possible when you go for it. I'll be right back with Ella Isakov right after this. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high-achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. So welcome, Ella, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so elated to be here. Absolutely. And thank you so much for for rolling with the punches of the technology issues that we have here sometimes. Um, but uh, we're back and, and we're better than ever, right? So tell the listeners a little bit um, kind of about how you got started. Obviously, we don't, none of us ever, you know, when we're building our dream business, the reason it's our dream business is because it's exactly calibrated and created specifically for us. And unfortunately, we're not yet in the dimension where we get that coming out of school, right? There's no welcome to, you know, designing your dream and how you want to live your life. We're kind of just like sent to wherever we, we fit in the cog, um, the, you know, the wheel of motion as the cog. So tell us a little bit about kind of where you started and how you got to do what you're doing now. Sure. You know, you're right. We are not taught any of this. We're kind of conditioned to take this step and then this step and this step. And then next thing you know, we're in our life. It's like, hey, is this my life? What? I am a medical intuitive and a trauma intuitive. And I still teach yoga on the side because I love it. You know, my life, everything from fitness instructor to a school teacher to a yoga teacher, I feel like, you know, even no matter how different the things in your life seem, if you reflect back to where you are now, everything kind of was needed for you to move through to get you to where you are. I actually see the parts where I had divine intervention for the things that showed up in my life and the choices I I made. I also see how even the healers I went to were almost, they were opening up the gate to what was already inside me. So... I, did I imagine I'd be here two years ago? No. Do I feel more at home than I've ever felt in my life? Yes. I mean, I help people in Indonesia, in US. I'm in Canada. I'm in Toronto. I help people all over the world deal with stress, heal childhood trauma, and also past life trauma, to deal with serious health ailments, and just deal with the, you know, we're, especially these current times and deal with what's going on in the current times and how can we manage and stay, still stay connected to who we are. So did I build it block by block? No. Did it all come together the way it was meant to? Yes. I love that. And it's so true. We, you know, none of us ever really sets out to be what we end up being, but that's kind of what the journey is all about, right? 
Um, and so I, I definitely resonate with you on that. And I, I just think it's been, you know, you can look at the, the last two years. Everybody refers to the last two years. First, we called it the pandemic. Now we're calling it the last two years um, because it's kind of like an era. And, and if anything, it almost it's like a separation between the old life and the old paradigm and the new one. Right. Like it, it's a space. Really what it is is a space. It's it's the delineation between then and, and now. And a lot of people are emerging and, and breaking through into this new energy and realizing that you know, and I'm going to ask you a question about this in a second, but realizing that there is no instead of, there's only and. And so recognizing that, you know, a lot of the things that we were taught and the things that we thought were true, it's not that they're now not true. It's that we have such a perspective on them that we didn't have before, right? So like we're like the fish in the fish tank and it's like, oh, this is my habitat. And then you're like, wait a second, there's a whole house outside of this tank, Right. And so I know for me, you know, being Jewish and being a person who, you know, has a deep reverence for God and then kind of like having the kind of spiritual breakthroughs that I had and really having to reconcile where I came from, but also just, you know, where I'm taking my children, right? Because like there's this whole idea of this foundational religion and, and then you get into the spirituality and you're like, where is my footing? Because if this is who I was then how do I now show up as this person? And I'm just curious because the intuitive part of me is pulling this out of you. Do you have a story that's similar to that where you feel like you kind of had to make that, you know, transition for yourself? And if so, what do you, like for listeners who are trying to figure out how do I reconcile who I was before the two years and who I am now? I tell you, um, (laughs) My story might be a little different because I went through the dark night of the soul. I don't know if you know what that is. And when you go through the dark night of the soul, you never really come out how you were before. <laughs> you, It's a whole journey of rising up and you do rise up. Most you, there's The only way is up once you're in the dark night of the soul. It's like the phoenix rising. And it's so fascinating. People that have come out of the dark night of the soul, they've, they've dug deeper. <laughs> That's why most healers have had really traumatic, wild lives because they've had, everything's been so heavy their whole life that they've had to dig deeper. They've delved like, you know, I talk to angels. I, I connect to the guides. I get energy. I connect to people's physical energy. What? <laughs> you know, like, so for me, it's all been a rising up from a really low point. But to add to something for you is, Somebody says says something really remarkable about the beginning of these two years is that people were teaching yogas, people that were doing mala beats, people that were doing whatever, chanting. It was almost like a preparatory because as soon as this two years started, it's almost like something clicked and then all the and then we we had to show up. We had to show up for the people. And then for me, it was like I wasn't thinking that. But then all of a sudden this came up and that came up and they gave me some gifts and then the gifts flourished within me to beyond things that I already had within me. So trauma intuitive is what I am naturally. There wasn't a gift that was given to me. Although we all have these gifts naturally, they just expanded with the help of others. So we just we were asked to step and it's probably a bit of your story as well. You stepped up for the masses. You stepped up to help the collective. Do I reflect on who I was before and after? 
No, but I'm profoundly grateful for all the parts of Allah, all the stages of Allah. I, I wouldn't, even the most heartbreaking moments, I would not change a thing, a single thing. The wisdom that I have now, the gifts that I have now, I wouldn't have had if I didn't move through all those stages <laughs> of Ella. So well said, absolutely. And, and, you know, I guess this is my moment, listeners, to just invite you that, you know, if you're starting to question things, if you're starting to feel like you have a larger perspective, that is a very real guidance inside of you. That is not a betrayal. That is not blasphemy. That is not giving up on anything. That is you recognizing you, right? So, you know, there is a, divi a divinity within all of us. And no matter how you, you package that, if, if we were created by something, then that something is all we can be created from, right? Because that's what made us. So that divinity inside of you is just as much of a guide inside of you as it is in those books that they tell you to read, as it is in those holy people that they tell you to listen to, um, you know? And so recognizing that is, is a really important part of this. Um, so thank you for that. So you mentioned about medical medium. Is that what you said? Medical medium or medical? I'm a medical intuitive. Okay. So I actually have had an experience with this. Um, I have a son who is um, two and a half and my son was born with hypotonia. So he has low muscle tone. Um, he's two and a half. He doesn't walk. He doesn't talk. He really doesn't sit up yet. And one of the things that I was told to do was to go find a medical medium. And, you know, it wasn't something that I was skeptical of. I knew that it was real, but I didn't understand what it would be like. And one of the things that happened, you know, the woman, she was lovely. And one of the things that happened was, you know, she, she got on the phone with me and she got real quiet and she said, you know, I need, I'm, I'm going to go through you. And she told me that my energy was so powerful that I was overshadowing his energy that I had to let her in. Like I had covered him and she couldn't get to him. And, um, and the reason I'm telling you guys this story is because I want to preface this with my story of how amazing this is so that when she comes in and talks about her work, you already have my stamp of approval that this is a thing. Like I want you to hear this, this amazing story. So this woman comes in and she tells me that my son has a blockage in one of his ears. Now, what's really interesting is that he had earwax in that ear, but it was black earwax. And there was no way that she would know that. There was no way that she would know that. And she also knew that he had just eaten. She knew what he had eaten. It, she knew he had a diaper rash. Like it was really profound. And, and, you know, as we move through and get out of these two years, the separation of these two years, a lot of the things that used to be fairy tales, that used to be just stories, we're realizing those things are real. Oh, yeah. And the more that we accept those things, the more that those things can work for us. So I say all that to preface so that when she comes on and says this, you already have my story that this is a thing. Mm -hmm. So with medical intuition, obviously, you know, there's a connection between the mind and the body, right? And there's like a, a connection between the spirit and the body. Mm -hmm. So I would love for you to explain kind of, let me see if I can say this correctly for them. How, how much more connected we are than what we might think? Like, can you kind of put that into perspective and like how it is that you are able to tap into someone's essential anatomy 
from you know long distances? Well, what a great question. First, I want to preface that all medical intuitives, we actually don't use medical medical medium anymore. So that's interesting that you went by that. Uh, so all medical intuitives bring something different. Some talk to angels and tell you your supplements and tell you uh, what, what food you should eat and what food you shouldn't eat. My strand of medical intuitive is I do get into your physical energy, but I also, I don't diagnose, I don't diagnose any ailments. I go to kind of, I guess, behind what's be, what's the root of the ailment. Usually it's trauma from this lifetime or past lifetimes. Usually it's something that happened. And so I clear the emotion, the energetic grasping to the emotions and belief systems from this lifetime and past lifetimes. So I deal with all the organs and also the body systems. I clear things from the tissues and the blood and the cells and then the brain work as well. So, and then it can get even deeper with energetic implants that we have attached to us and then even more dark entities. So it can get quite complex with, but this is so, first of all, we are so multi-layered. So how do I get into people's energy body? Energy knows no time and space. So I do have my tools, so I, I move in and then I can feel where their aches and whatever they're feeling. And then when I hold the organs, I can feel what, what emotions that they're storing, what belief systems about themselves that they're storing. And a lot of the patterns that we've been carrying, especially people that have serious ailments, a lot of it's to do with the patterns that they've been carrying this lifetime and also repetitively lifetimes. This can get pretty deep, Amy. I don't know how deep you want to take this, but this can get super profound. Also, even something like manifestation, like money and prosperity. People have no idea all the belief systems from this lifetime, past lifetimes that have kept them under literally weighted down in beyond just the cap beyond just a glass ceiling so i also help people with prosperity and manifestation and health and stress but it's beyond just what you see and i can't i can give you some examples but i can't give you what happens every time because it's literally it's different every time for everybody oh absolutely but i you know it's interesting to me because i feel like people have no problem like oh the two of them are connecting over a channel on StreamYard and they can see each other and she's in Canada. They're in different countries and they're having a conversation right now in front of us. But at the same time, you know, when you say, oh, well, I can connect to her energetically without all this. They're like, well, how? Well, why is this so easy to understand? And yet, you know, you take it to a different medium. I mean, it's the same thing. But we don't believe that we have that channel ability, that we have that connection. And again, I think that this is something that we're coming into more and more as time goes on. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I think that that's a great example of that. So when you do this work and you, and you tap into someone energetically, um, and, and I apologize for, for getting the word wrong before. Yeah. I think it's just alliteration. Like I'm just really big on like, you know, the same letter. <laughs> it's just easier to remember. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so, when, so when you do this work, tell us a little bit about some of the transformation that can happen as a result and not anything specific unless you want to. Um, some of the transformations that can happen as a result of this work. Um, 
first and foremost, lightness of your being. And I know it's like, what? What is? How is that helping your health? How is that helping your manifestation? How is that helping whatever? We carry so much, so many layers. So we clasp to emotions, belief systems, this and last. I have authors that have felt stuck for years. They have come for a few sessions and they feel inspired and they write and write and write. I have, I deal also with powerful people. I deal with, I don't know if, how far we want to take this, but I deal with also star seeds that have come through as human form, but they've struggled being in human form. So I've helped them ground and help them feel more at home on planet earth. And then yes, I do have health health issues. Uh, people that are clients that can't even get out of bed. Some clients it takes longer. What we don't realize, and this is where it gets a little bit more complex, there is actually often resistance, both mental and emotional resistance to letting go. So some clients will release within a few sessions and they move forward and some it takes longer. Because we, gosh, are, you know, we get stuck. And in very, so we're dealing with the subconscious. So we're, I'm literally shifting your subconscious mind. People with concussions. I help them with concussions, but then I go even beyond the root of why they've, they've had all these accidents. Uh, it's very energetic reasons as well. There's no limit to this work. And it can take, it can take a few sessions. I have some clients that come every week, some clients that come once a month, and some clients just come whenever they need it. And sometimes they come for no reason. They're, they're perfectly fine. But then they just come because I've heard about you and I wanted to try it. But then they start to notice shifts in their life. First, like subtle, like, like oh, I don't know, that I don't feel anything different. And then some the integration takes even two, three months for the integration. And all of a sudden, they notice that they're responding different, noticing that their thoughts have shifted. Noticing how, what often people say also is like, did you work on my husband that was in the house? Because he's acting really different. And no, because when your vibration shifts, so do the people around you. I don't work, I can't work on anyone without their, without their permission. But the astounding, remarkable results, well, I don't like to, I don't like to say results because I think I'd like to say we're always evolving. I'm still doing my work every day as well is mind-blowing and um i also want to add that the past life category comes in comes through a lot and the, here's the thing amy we've been we've been kind of taught that we want to see it we want to see the proof we want to see the results it's almost like even if you're not a researcher we don't trust we don't believe unless we see it but i think this is where you said, I hope things are changing. I really hope that they are changing because so many beautiful things are transforming. And as we, as I help other people with their clearness of conscious, it's actually helping their family and their community. So when we help heal ourselves, we're going vibrationally beyond, even to as far as healing the planet. This poor, <laughs> this poor planet that's taken a beating. Absolutely. Um, and one thing you said that I think, you know, my, my work in neurolinguistic programming and things like that, I've, I've learned and I've noticed in a lot of people, what one thing you said is that it's hard, you know, people get stuck, but to take that even deeper audience, um, sometimes we don't want to change some, and, and we don't know, we don't want to change. We don't know 
like I know for me, and this is me really opening up here, but I had a really problem, a big problem with jealousy. And with my jealousy came a lot of cattiness, like gossipy stuff, like kind of talking to my girlfriends about like, oh, so-and-so this and so-and-so that. And that was me for a long time. And there was a time when I didn't want to give that up. Like I wanted to be that person. I didn't want the results of it. I didn't like the way I felt. I didn't like that heaven forbid someone said something and Amy Lee said this. I didn't like that, but I wasn't ready to change. And so a lot of times people don't realize there's something underlying in that subconscious. It's, I kind of think of it like you're running, but there's this one little string that your ego is just pulling and it's holding you back. And so recognizing what that is. And like you said, it could be from another lifetime. I mean, there are literally things that we prescribe to and fears we have that were passed down in our DNA. They didn't, they didn't experiment or, or some kind of a test. Um, what do you call it? Study. That's the word of Aboriginal women and how Aboriginal women had an incredible amount of PCOS or PCOS because they had been so traumatized their wombs just historically shriveled up and said, I'm not going to bring a child into this world. I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight. And that DNA was passed on. So now you have women who have beautiful lives and beautiful abundance and their bodies are still stuck in that, you know, that fight or flight place. So what you're saying resonates tremendously. I also want to add when you're saying we, we resist change, Oftentimes, even especially when we get to the trauma healing of the inner child, when I get, so I get an age, I get an age, I go seven years old, what happened at seven? And they tell me, but I don't like, it's not, I don't really need to know what happened. Is it that inner child? Usually it's like loneliness or not feeling understood if they're little kids. When they're 14 and 15, which is another common age between 12 and 14 is also another common range. But generally between five and seven is where there's an inner child that's terrified. So the resistance comes not you know we think just of us now as, as we are now but there's so many other factors that are contributing our worthiness our shame that's holding us back and the trauma and people we have a narrow i think it's changing now but how we view trauma trauma could be uh you were alone for five minutes in the dark and you were traumatized like trauma is not ab just abuse trauma is the, the happiest homes the kids can be felt super tra traumatized in some way or another. So we're dealing, when we're dealing with an inner child that's young, that's still hurting, it takes time and there's a lot of resistance. And here's the thing, our psyche and our ego are super powerful, are super powerful. And if you had things in childhood, it served you. It served you to protect you. The other thing is though, if you've had a lot of stuff happen to you at a young age, where you had to dissociate, you were probably already cut connecting to the other side. Especially if it was under seven years old, you were already probably talking to angels and spirits. And then after seven, you know, bang, 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 bang out of us. Um, it's, you know, the conditioning beliefs that we're not, in, we don't even think about that, but we all, all have the capacity. Just like you said, you're coming out as, uh, were you psychic? Yeah, we all have this within us. Like yeah, clear cognizant and clear uh, clear audience, I guess. We all have some of those. We I have mine is a lot of um seeing, so I see clear visions of past lives. 
hearing, but my hearing comes through thoughts and I talk to four angels. So sometimes I have to like, okay. And then I, I have to call them one by one because I can't always hear when they're all talking at the same time. So, I, so we all, have, you can develop, you can profoundly develop these gifts and they can serve you in your healing, in your passion. And guess what? You're going to be living in your purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, you know what honestly has healed me so much is being a mother because I, you know, obviously we both believe in, in the quantum reality. And I truly believe that my daughter, she's nine now, is me all over again. And I don't mean that in like a, like, oh, she's just like me. I mean, like energetically, I am watching my childhood from the perspective of a parent who, you know, is emotionally available to be a parent. And some of the things she says, you know, she tells me that she's from another dimension and that she chose me to be her mom. And, you know, she she tells me that she's like she calls it a mega shift and she was born in Swan Lake and she has all these stories. And any, you know, another parent might be like, oh, sure, honey. OK, but but I recognize I mean, there was a couple weeks ago I was really down one day and she just came up to me and she was like, mom you need to do something that's going to make your energy better because that's what you need to do is raise your vibration. And I'm like, and I'm looking at her and I'm literally like the universe just showed up in a human being to give me a message. And like, maybe what if, what if this child was conceived and had all, so she could, I mean, I'm not saying this is true, but what if it was that that just to provide that one moment? Yeah just to have that one butterfly effect moment that maybe made the difference, you know, you just don't know. And, and so it's really important to me and my husband that we're raising conscious children. My kids are like, you know, did you, William, William manifested that my box didn't come from Amazon. And like, <laughs> like the, you know, that's the kind of fighting that my kids do. Like they're like, you know, they're, they're energetic beings. And, and I, I really think that that for me has been a tremendous healing point. Um, well, you know that kids born now are not, they're higher already. <laughs> they're not of the same realm that we were when we were born. The, the, even if our, we have our age, age gap, uh, the, ch the children that are being born now are on a different frequency. Yeah, absolutely. Because we, the, the things need to shift. Mm -hmm. So they are coming in. Yeah, yeah, to help us. I mean, to help us and to also to be, you know, the other the other half of the sh the iron that needs to sharpen us. We got it from our parents, and we were broken down, and then now we're being built back up by by redemption through child rearing. I believe. I love how you just said that we were yeah. broken down, and then we're being built. Up. I love that. That was beautiful. Yeah, because think about it. Your kids, they think of the world of you. Like, mom, you're amazing. Like, I mean, it's just, it, it's an it's an unconditional love, unlike any other. And for us, these healers yeah. who've been through trauma and narcissistic abuse and all these things, mm -hmm. this is the redemption. This is the, you know, this incredible being loves you no matter what, no matter who you are. And that's just a really, I think, a really powerful place to be. So amazing. Um, okay, so... We want to talk about how people can get a hold of you, how they can work with you. So um, tell us some stuff. Sure. Uh, everything's on my site. So you have information and a bunch of testimonials. And it's LaIsakov.com. Oh, there it is. I'm mostly on Instagram, Yoga, And I post a lot of things to help. And what I even do on Instagram is I run meditations with a little bit of energy as well. 
So I give, you know, there's a lot, I like to over deliver. <laughs> um, particular thing. I, I totally get it. You're like, I'm not so much worried about charging you as I'm worried about you having the transformation because the transformation is the currency for us. Let's be real. You know, I've got to, like, I've got to use this for the greater good. I've got this gift, but then yes, I do see one-on-one -on -one, and I also do webinars. So webinars have been a hit and I've got six more coming up in March and each Wednesday get 10 to 12 energetic activations and each one is themed. So for prosperity and money, one is for family, so much family stuff and trauma. I actually decided to put a whole theme for shame because every single private client were unpacking shame, 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 shame from la past lifetimes, this lifetime, you name it. And it's so, it's the lowest vibration emotion, by the way. So we want to kick that to the curb as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, so the six themes for six weeks, I did one in the fall and the next one starts March 16th for six Wednesdays. And it's a huge hit. And the beauty of that, because I have clients also in Germany, Indonesia, and the US is that you get the recording. And that's the other thing, people are starting to understand that energy lives in recordings. Energy, before it's like, really via Zoom? I, I don't have to be in person. I could do it on the phone. I actually, I do sessions on the phone with people that don't want to be seen because they're sick. Um, and <laughs> just for their own safety and feeling safe. So six webinars, six different themes. And then, of course, there's the one-on-one. -on -one. And I've even added in a 30-minute session. You know, sometimes you just need a quick, just see what's wrong, whatever you need to do, do it and just, like, send me out, just kick me out of the... And so I've added a bit of a 30-minute uh, quickie as well. Awesome. That's amazing. So many amazing, amazing ways to work with you. And it's been such an amazing conversation. I feel so elated and humbled to have you on the show. Do you have any last thoughts or anything you'd like to leave our, our audience with? Yeah. You know, wherever you are in your life, just, this is what I wish for the world is believe in yourself. Notice when you're doubting yourself, notice when your thoughts, when your actions or how you respond are coming from fear, start to believe in yourself, start to take the actions, one manageable step after another. I love that. Oh my gosh. Such <laughs> words to live by. Thank you so much, Ella, for being here. Thank you have you. been such a pleasure. And um, guys, definitely check in with her, follow her, uh, get into her energy. It's beautiful. So thank you for being here. And that will do it for this week on the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. Until next week, when we have another fantastic guest, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste.